Welcome to the first episode of Maya's Reviews, a podcast where I, Maya, review books of all kinds. For my first episode, I'm going to go back to my roots, no matter how inexperienced they were, because when I first started out with my blog, it was um, a struggle. So when I first started my blog, Maya's Reviews, in May of 2020, I believe, I started with a review of the first book in the fantasy series Merlin. So today, I decided I would talk about The Lost Years of Merlin by T.A. Barron. I'm going to try my best to remember my original thoughts on The Lost Years of Merlin because it has been a little bit. It's been at least a year. And... I have an awful memory, so me remembering parts of a book is going to be kind of difficult, but I do remember quite a bit of it. I just don't know the order a lot of things went in, but I do have my review from my blog, so thankfully I'm not just making things up. What really pulled me into reading The Lost Years of Merlin was its description. The book's description, and I found this on Goodreads, by the way, there's two different versions of the novel, I believe. There's one from 1996, and then one that was published in 2011 by Puffin Books. The one I had was published, I believe, by Penguin Group and was 284 pages. But the most recent one, the one published in 2011 by Puffin Books, is 326 pages in paperback form. So the blurb says, The saga begins. A raging sea tosses a boy upon the shores of ancient Wales. Left for dead, he has no memory, no name, and no home, but it is his determination to find out who he is, to learn the truth about his mysterious powers that leads him to a strange and enchanted land. And it is there he discovers that the fate of this land and his personal quest are strangely entwined. He's destined to become the greatest wizard of all time, known to all as Merlin. And I think, I think a lot of people know who Merlin is. He's kind of one of the most famous wizards, I think. I mean, he's even in Harry Potter, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. But I believe, you know, I mean... I I might be a complete nerd, which I am, but I believe the majority of people know or have at least heard of Merlin. (laughs) So that description was what really drew me in because the fact that it's the origin of Merlin is really interesting because, you know, it's Merlin. And (laughs) I know for a fact I enjoyed the book. I know, even now, I know I enjoyed the book because I remember it and I remember it being so magical and just excellent. And overall, I rated it four out of five stars a year ago. But um, (laughs) the plot, I rated five out of five. And I did the same for both the setting and the writing. Both were five out of five stars. The characters, I rated four out of five stars. And memorability, I rated three out of five stars. Quick review, um, because I do a little summary on my blog, because... Half the time, no one really wants to read a full-length review. I called the novel intriguing, magical, which I remember it was. It was really beautiful, honestly, the way T.A. Barron described things. And Finkyra, I think, bear with me because I don't know how to pronounce 
fantasy names. <laughs> so, but Finkyra, I believe, is the magical land that he stumbles upon, if I'm remembering correctly, which I'm probably not. So that was the description of the new novel. I'm pretty sure there's no difference between the 1996 publishing version and the 2011 one, but I'm going to read the description of the 1996 one just in case. So the Lost Years of Merlin 1996 is described when Merlin, suffering from a case of severe amnesia, discovers his strange powers, he becomes determined to discover his identity and fl- flees to Finn Kyra, where he fulfills his destiny, saving Finn Kyra from certain destruction and claiming his birthright and true name. So I was correct. <laughs> Finn Kyra is the land he goes to. The way he describes it, it's like you can tell it is a fantasy world. And then I described, because back when I knew how to describe things, I described it as a young boy, Emery's, who is the main character, also known as Merlin, washes ashore with no memory of who he is or where he came from. So, you know, (laughs) like I said before, he leaves his mother, Branwen, I think is how you pronounce her name. (laughs) If I'm pronouncing all this wrong, I'm sure you guys are screaming at me, but I apologize on a quest to find who he is and where he comes from, the ocean takes him to the mysterious and magical Isle of Finkyra. So I remember in the story, he I'm not judging him, but personally, I would not venture into the sea not knowing where I'm going. I, I just personally wouldn't do it, but, you know, Emery's, you can do what you want. So once he enters the aisle, he finds that there's much more to his past than he could ever imagined, and that he needs to help the Isle of Fenkyra to discover it. So, you know, pretty much what the actual blurb said, so I don't know why. Like I said in the beginning with the introduction, I this was this is the first review that I ever wrote. So it's it's near and dear to my heart, I think is the saying, but it's it's a little rough. It's it's kind of it's kind of rough. So the characters, obviously the main character is Emery's. And apparently a year ago, I said that T.A. Barron has done an, um, an unbelievably great job at creating the characters, which include Emery's, Rhea, I believe, Trouble, Shim, and Branwim. As I'm saying this, all of these characters are coming back to me and it still holds true. I do love them all dearly. So the main character, Emery's, is kind of like a wimpy boy. I'm pretty sure he's 13 in this novel, which is weird because, you know, when I think of Merlin, I typically think of the long-bearded, gray-haired, going bald old man Merlin, but this is a 13-year-old Merlin. He questions his past continuously throughout the book. I think that's the main goal of his, is to discover who he is, because he... You know, he crashed upon the shores of Caravedwid, I believe <laughs> is how you pronounce it, which is his home where he lives with Branwen. And Branwen claims to be his mother, but Emery's, it's not, I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, that Branwen is truly his mother, but he does not believe she is for a large portion of the novel. I mean, you're kind of a jerk. She's raised you, bud, but okay. He goes on a quest to find who he is and where he comes from. And he kind of like just 
over to the sea and plunges himself in. I'm pretty sure he makes a raft, but, you know, I still wouldn't do that. I don't like sea. And he just kind of is carried to the island by the ocean, I guess. It's kind of like it was calling him, which probably was because it's magical. So Branwen told him, I'm pretty sure that Vinkyra is a place between the heavens and the earth. And he says that multiple times that people have told him that. So, you know, it's kind of magical. When he gets there, he's really self-absorbed and, like, really selfish, which I guess, I I mean, I, I don't know. I personally haven't traveled the seas on my own in a tiny little raft to a mysterious land and not known anyone there. So, I don't know. Maybe he was a little cranky. I definitely would be. I don't like being outdoors, so this would be a literal nightmare for me, but he's he's really just a jerk <laughs> when he first gets there. And Rhea is one of the supporting characters who lives on Finkyra. I forgot the name for a second. And she kind of asks him to help her save the Druma Wood, which is a magical forest. And she wants him to help her save Druma Wood from the evil king. And then Emery's is, he just says no. He's just, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the exact words were Rhea, nah. I'm I'm pretty sure those were, I'm pretty, that's what my memory has brought up. So that's, that's obviously what was a little quote from the book. So he does eventually accept her request, but he denies helping her just so many times. It's like, dude, you you kind of are trespassing on her land anyways, and I'm pretty sure she saves him from a tree who picks him up, which is terrifying, but she saves him and he just, he just says, no, I don't really want to help you today. It doesn't really fit into my schedule, so have fun saving the last magical forest on this island from the evil king. Just have fun with that. And then he eventually meets Shim, who I love Shim so much. It's been a year since I read this book, and I still remember Shim in detail. He is this adorable tiny giant, which is questionable at the very least, but he's a tiny giant. Um, But he is so adorable. Like, oh, I love him so much. Shim is constantly scared of goblins and other magical creatures because you gotta have magical creatures in a fantasy novel. Is it really a fantasy novel if you don't have goblins, is my question. Emery's, I... See, I like Emery's, I really do, but he bullies Shim so much. I don't know if bully is the right word. He makes fun of him a lot for being scared because he's a little giant, you know, I guess the stereotype of giants was you're supposed to be this fearless being, but I don't know. Giants can be scared too. If I was a giant, I feel like I'd constantly be stomping on people's villages, but that's another story. If I was a giant, I'd be terrified of everything. (laughs) You're a giant, especially because in this world, I'm pretty sure literally giants are being hunted, so... Stop making fun of him, Emery's. I I don't get it. And I guess a few points, it did add humor to the chapter. And, you know, important things because you don't have humor. It's kind of a boring book. 
But the bullying or making fun of of Shim oh, made me so upset because he's just adorable. And I liked Emery so much less because of it. Anyways. Okay, so Rhea, I love her so much. So I was very empathetic to her early on in the book. She lives alone. She has no family and lives alone in a magical forest, which sounds amazing in theory, but all I can think about is how you'd go to sleep underneath one of the magical trees and then they'd scoop you up in the middle of the night and you're just floating above the ground because my luck would be I would fall out of that tree so fast when I woke up in the morning. There would I would constantly be falling out of the trees. I, I'd be falling out of trees so much. So she's a genuinely kind and thoughtful and selfless character, which is a nice parallel to Emery's because he's a selfish dirtbag half the time and she has everything to lose. Emery's kind of put himself in this situation. He jumped into the ocean and just said, take me where you may. He didn't give a crap. He just wanted to go and he put himself in this situation in a way and yet he's not willing to sacrifice anything. He just wants to get what he wants while Rhea is willing to sacrifice everything she has for Emery's. And she hardly ever, she hardly even knows this dude. So I give her props for that. She was really selfless. I'm pretty sure she, she literally tries to give up her life so that Emery's can try and use his magic because, you know, he is a wizard to save the Druma and Finkyra. She's willing to die just so she can save Finkyra. And Emery's isn't willing to at all. And, uh. It's, it, it was so frustrating because Emery's is supposed to be, I think that was my one critique of his character, is that he was supposed to be this amazing hero. I mean, you think of Merlin, you think of a hero because he is a wizard, he is a hero. I mean, those two things don't go hand in hand, but, you know, Merlin is supposed to be a hero, I believe, majority of the time. And... In this story, he's really not, which I guess is nice to see since it would kind of be unrealistic now that I'm thinking of it for a 13-year-old to be this perfect person. But I don't know. It was it was odd to see at least that Merlin, who is supposed to be a hero, is really not majority of the time. He ends up being the hero, but he's not majority of the time in the story. Like I said, they balance each other out, Rhea and Emery's. Rhea has always loved Finkyra, but Emery's ends up loving Finkyra. And she was probably my favorite character. She was just amazing, if I'm going to be honest. And then Shim. I already said I literally love Shim. He's a giant, except he's tinier than Rhea and Emery's. And he's just adorable. <laughs> Oh, and I also related with him a lot because he's constantly hungry. So, you know, there's that. Like I said, in the beginning of the story, Emery's is really weak and cowardly and selfish. He is not what I usually think of when I think of Merlin. But throughout the story, he ends up becoming this brave, strong, and selfless young man. Still don't like him that much because he teased Shim, but... I guess I can't hold that against him since he tries to save Finkyra. And he discovers more of his past 
when he changes his views of his life and the world, when he becomes less selfish, I guess he realizes that being less selfish can help you be a better person and you're gonna get what you put out into the world. I guess he realizes that. Similarly to Shim, instead of being this tiny, cowardly giant, he ends up being pretty brave. He sacrifices himself quite a few times and is willing to put down his life for Emery's, which I'm not sure what period of time this book takes place over, but I believe it's a very short amount of time to sacrifice yourself for someone for because I personally cannot say I would do the same, you know? it's I'm a coward and I know it. I don't think I would. Obviously, you know, I can't judge who I'd be if I was in a fantasy world with magical trees that can knock me out of bed in the morning, but I don't know. For them to be willing to sacrifice themselves or each other in that short of time is really amazing. And then the writing was really well done. It was super easy to read. There were some fancy words in there that I had to look up in a dictionary because dictionaries. T.A. Barron is really a master of describing everything and transporting you into the world of Finkyra. And the setting, oh, the setting. Okay, so there was so much detail. He describes everything T.A. Barron does. He describes you know, what Emery's is smelling and hearing and everything the characters do. You're literally transported into the novel. And throughout the book, Emery's, you learn, you know, he has ties to Care of Edwid, Finkyra, Druma Wood, Care Mirrodin, and Gwynedd. I'm pretty sure I pronounced all of that wrong, but, you know. <laughs> There's so much detail in the world building that it's so amazing. I really was interested in Finkyra because it's, you know, like a magical place and Kara Meridian, which we never get to see in the novel. I haven't read the rest of the series, but maybe it's there that you get to see more about that. Branwen, Emery's mom, is mysterious and foreboding about them throughout the beginning of the novel. So it kind of was like, um, I want to disobey you and see what happens there. Can we go, please, Emery's? Let's not jump into the ocean and just let it go where it wants to. And like I said before, since this is a fantasy novel, it was super magical. Fenkyra is so colorful and lively, especially the Druma Wood, which is the magical forest. And just wow. It was described really well. Really, really well. I got to give T.A. Baron props for that. He did really well with the world building of this entire novel. And I'm sure the series, because if this novel is this great and it's the first novel in the series, I cannot imagine what the rest is like. The plot, so the beginning of the novel, you can tell everything is connected somehow. He, T.A. Barron has intertwined a web of just story. There, It's so intertwined and well thought out. In the beginning of the novel, there's a book that saves Emery's from a boar when they crash onto Caravedwood, which is where Emery's lives with Branwen. And this, that, the stories that Branwen tells Emery's, there's an ache between Emery's shoulders and the past that Emery's cannot find. All of them 
are so connected to each other and they become even more connected as the story continues. There's so many twists. I didn't know where it was going because, you know, I'm not really smart like that. So <laughs> I, I didn't know where it was going and I was just along for the ride. I was on, I was on Emery's little raft in the ocean and I was just letting this story take me where I wanted to go. And I, I I kept rereading the same page over and over because there were so many plot twists, ones that I never expected. I had to keep rereading and try to keep it straight because it was so, it wasn't, it wasn't overwhelming, but it was so good and so well thought out that I kind of went back and was like, oh my gosh, this from the beginning connected to this at the end and this in the middle affected this in the end, I was going to say the beginning, but that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> it wasn't slowly paced, but it wasn't fast paced either. There were times where it was chaotic. There's disastrous and climatic scenes in the story. Just overall, the flow of the story was perfect. It really was. I really enjoyed this book. Like I said, for me to remember this much a year later is really extraordinary because I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. It was really, really good and I really enjoyed it. I'm not that huge into fantasy. I can't say that though because I do say that fantasy is one of my favorite genres to read, but I haven't read that many fantasy novels, if that makes sense. So I say it's my favorite, but I don't know whether I've had enough experience. Like, I'm trying to think of fantasy novels that I've read. Probably just Harry Potter, which don't support J.K. Rowling, but, you know, I read them as a child. Harry Potter and The Lost Years of Merlin. I don't, I don't know if I can think of other ones that I've read. I mean, it was really good. Like, this novel, if you're not into fantasy... If I wasn't into fantasy, this novel would make me want to get more into fantasy. It was really good. I feel like the world building and fantasy novels is especially important because it's a fantasy. So majority of the time you have kingdoms that don't exist. And if they're really flimsy, it's not going to be as good of a story, I feel. I feel like, at least for me, the world building is a really important aspect in novels that I like. Same with science fiction and dystopian novels. The world building, I feel, is so, so, so important. I don't know. I just, T.A. Barron did an, my, oh, I literally don't have words. He did an amazing job at the world building, and I think that was probably my favorite part of the novel was how he crafted such a unique world and setting. So, yeah, I just, oh, Four out of five stars, and it was just such a good novel. I really, I really, really loved it. And for, like I said, for me to remember this a year later, how much I love this and why is really, a, really a huge thing. So I promise the rest of, the, of my reviews hopefully will not be like this. And that <laughs> is the end of my review of The Lost Years of Merlin by T.A. Barron the first novel in the Merlin series. I hope, despite it being chaotic and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring out the, po the podcasting thing, so bear with me, but I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> and if you did, please check out my blog, um, which is where I pr primarily 
post my reviews. You can also find me at Maya the Bookworm, all lowercase, nothing capitalized. That's the same thing. Um, with no spaces in between. That's what I meant. On Goodreads, TikTok, BookBub, and Book Sirens. I'm also on Tumblr at Maya Reviews. So there's no S in between, and there it's all lowercase, no spaces, dashes, or anything. Um, if you want me to review your book, or even just want to reach out to me to talk about books, you can talk to me about the new Loki series because. It's amazing so far. You can email me at mayagbookreviews at gmail.com. And my name is spelled M-A-Y-A, so it would be M-A-Y-A-G-bookreviews at gmail.com. I do ask that if you are reaching out in regards to a review request or anything of the sort, um, anything business-related, that you check out my review policy on my blog first and then email me. That way... You can have the correct criteria, stuff that I would prefer for you to send me. I'm sure my more recent ones won't because I actually remember them so I can go more in depth and not be as chaotic and crazy. Thank you for listening and happy reading. Sorry if I blew your eardrums out in the process, but I hope you laughed along the way because truly Emery's was kind of a jerk throughout the book, so... And I tried to not include spoilers. I probably should have put that at the beginning of this review. But I have the links to the Goodread and Amazon pages and this review on my blog linked in the description. So I hope you enjoyed and have fun reading. Go read. Why aren't you reading yet? Go read.